Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. The Seattle Now team makes a lot of shows. We love so many, but some really shine. This week, we're going to highlight some of our favorite conversations of the year. This one is a look into one of the most beautiful hikes Washington has to offer, the Enchantments. The crystal clear lakes and gorgeous views are a huge draw. People love them, but maybe a little too much. Nature writer Luke Whalen is here to talk about how hikers are putting strain on the area's ecosystem and how people are trying to keep it clean and safe. But before we dive in, a reminder. Seattle Now is free and accessible to everyone because of support from listeners just like you. If you supported the show this year, thank you so much. We truly appreciate it. Like what you hear? Find a link to donate in the show notes. This hike is Instagram famous, rightfully so, you will not be disappointed. While the Pacific Northwest boasts many desirable hikes, there's one in particular that holds a special allure, the Enchantments. This legitimately might be the most beautiful hike I've ever done. The Enchantments is equal amounts of beauty and pain. Nature writer Luke Whalen says this trek is not easy. But it's an incredibly difficult place to get into. It requires either a 4,500 foot climb from one side of the enchantments or a 6,500 foot climb from the other side. That does not deter. A lot of people want to hike the enchantments and experience its unique beauty. And don't forget to pack your swimsuit and a protein shake because you're definitely going to want to jump in the lake to cool off and you deserve a tasty recovery drink after this hard hike. But the enchantments is not built for the hordes who want to check it off their list. The hike works off a lottery system where a chosen few can camp overnight. But because the odds to win the park's lottery are lower than ever, more and more people are attempting to hike the entire area in one day. This is leading to increased rescue calls for the county sheriff and park staff and damage to the area's ecosystem. The extreme example of the enchantments raises some big questions about how we can sustainably enjoy our region's natural beauty and how we can design a system that's fair for the people and the place. Luke Whalen reported on this for the Seattle Times, and I couldn't help but ask, in the course of reporting this story, did he win a golden ticket? Yeah, I have. I've applied many years. I applied this year again um, and didn't get it. In fact, that was what prompted me to look at just how hard it is to get an enchantments permit, which I was totally bowled away when I saw, you know, 40,000 people had applied. I mean, just five years ago, those numbers were more like 20,000, half, half the number of people. So thousands and thousands more people are applying and only 6% actually get this permit, right? Yeah, exactly. Only the Forest Service only hands out about 2,500 permits every year. So it's nearly impossible to score a permit to the enchantments. And you'd think that it being so hard to get a permit would deter people from applying every year. But if anything, it seems like the scarcity is creating more of an allure around the lakes, like almost like a scratch ticket or something. People are like, you know, might as well throw my hat in and how cool would it be if I, if I got one? So that leaves an awful lot of people without a permit. And oftentimes they're going to attempt to do this 20 mile hike, Luke, in one day. When I first started looking into this story, I mostly was trying to find out how the lottery could have gotten, you know, just this crazy 40,000 people applying every year. But a whole other part of this story that I found was 
the number of people who are, like you said, trying to, to do this day, this 20 mile hike. And whereas before only the most fit and experienced backcountry hikers and backpackers would attempt to do the enchantments in a day, now hundreds and thousands of people are, you know, up there every weekend trying to, to do it because it's really the only way for them to see the enchantments anymore. I talked to the Forest Service and a lot of the rangers are, are attempting to educate people about just how hard this hike is, but it's just so many people trying it now that it's it's a really tall task for them. The other issue here is this really seems like an issue of loving something to death, right? Interest in hiking just spiked during the pandemic. People love a beautiful Instagrammable landscape, but there is no way that this current situation is sustainable. Let's talk a little bit about what it's doing to the ecosystem. Yeah, totally. It's it's tough because it's obviously great to see so many people going outside. I think a lot of outdoor advocates and lovers of the Cascades are really glad to see people are interested in a place like the Enchantments. But the, the problem is a high alpine environment like the Enchantments is really fragile. It has a carrying capacity of 60 people at any given time. That's what the Forest Service determined in their wilderness management plan. And so even compared to a national park or a state park, a place like the Enchantments, just, it just really can't handle the number of people venturing into it. And vegetation is getting trampled by trail runners running around, big groups of people on the trail, or hikers venturing off to get a shot for Instagram. And when vegetation is trampled in a high alpine area like that, sometimes it just doesn't come back because the growing season is so short. The, the, the soil is um, lacking nutrients at that elevation. You're also seeing mountain goats and other wildlife habituating to humans, which can be really dangerous and can also impact the environment. One of the Forest Service people described it to me as national park levels of visitation in an area that just can't, you know, that just can't take that number of people. I want to talk about the number you mentioned. You said the Forest Service determined that about 60 people at a time should be on this trail. And what is the estimate right now that that this trail is being used? Peak season starts around late July when the snow has melted out and ends in, you know, late September, October when the first snows arrive. So last year they estimated 102,000 people um, visited the enchantments, which if you break that down per day, depending on the weekend, is hundreds sometimes thousands of people along the trail at any given time. Yeah, and not to get too elementary here, but let's talk about the poop problem because that is one of the most significant issues that the Park Service is dealing with. Your story outlines this problem with the amount of bathrooms, which highlights, again, how difficult it is to manage infrastructure in this part of the state, in this area. Totally. Yeah. I mean, getting back to the point that was made about national park levels of people visiting this place without the resources or facilities of a national park. Um, I mean, they have installed 32 toilets, backcountry toilets in, in the enchantments area over the years, including three just in the last couple of years. While before the Forest Service would only need to clean those toilets out and hoist them out of the wilderness at the end of the season. Now these toilets are filling up every single month. Rangers are having to hike, like hike these huge boxes of poop out, or or helicopters are having to hoist them out every single month. Last year, they they estimated they carried out nine thousand pounds of poop from the enchantments. And then on top of all of these backcountry toilets, Rangers found twelve hundred piles of poop outside of toilets that were improperly disposed of. 
the for, the Forest Service Rangers are are becoming overwhelmed. And then when you even when you get down to the parking lot, you know, cars are filling up the parking lot by 5 a.m. They're stretching two miles down the road, and often there's only one or two toilets at the parking lots, and people are going to the bathroom all up and down the road as well. So it's just a real a real mess up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Luke, I wonder, can we even balance access? To this jewel and others like it, accessing nature is a way to fall in love with it, to become a steward of your environment. But in this case, it's really in danger of being destroyed. It's a really, really hard balance to strike. And I think in this case, just given how sensitive the environment is and just the insane levels of people that are trying to to see this really special place, a lot of people are thinking it just isn't it just isn't possible and something something needs to be done. A lot of people are advocating to have a similar lottery for uh, day use permits um, just to be able to save this landscape for, for it to be sustainable for rangers and search and rescue volunteers and professionals. There are a lot of other national parks and state parks in the state that have much more resources for the levels of interest in the outdoors that but a wilderness area. Um, like the Alpine Lakes Wilderness Area and the Enchantments isn't in a position to handle that many people. And let's talk about solutions. You mentioned limiting day-use permits like they limit overnight permits. Who's talking about this and what could happen? Yeah, a lot of conservationists um, in the area are talking about limiting day-use. A lot A lot of other places do this in, you know, in British Columbia, in Oregon. So this isn't an unprecedented idea. When the Forest Service has proposed this in the past, they've gotten a lot of pushback just from people who are angry about the idea of, you know, the land managers telling them they can't recreate where they want to recreate. So a new effort started by Forest Service representatives, as well as conservationists and wildlife experts and data scientists, a real pretty incredible team of people have formed the Alpine Lakes Collaborative, which is kind of a think tank to to pool ideas for what to do in this really untenable situation, how how to manage this number of people, how to update um, the way that the Forest Service is managing this number of people. So that effort um, started holding meetings last fall and came out with a public engagement survey to ask people in the Alpine Lakes wilderness how they're using the wilderness, how what they want to see, what the ideal conditions would be while they're out there. And hopefully this will evolve into some really compelling solutions or possibly limiting day use um, that the Forest Service can then sort of bring into their their decision-making process for making changes in how they manage the area. And finally, you know, in the interest of helping the enchantments out a little bit, let's talk about some of your favorite spots to hike or see nature that you can actually do in one day safely. Because Washington offers so many beautiful hiking trails. The Washington Trails Association has an incredible resource, their their hike finder map and um, guide, where you can literally put, you know, what distance of hike you want, what kind of scenery you want to see, how far from your home it is. I recently went to Rampart Lakes, 10 miles or so off of I-90, which was a a very similar high alpine basin of, of lakes. And I was far from alone, but it was not nearly the crowds of the enchantments. I was able to find a campsite without you know, needing to get a permit or anything like that and had just incredible weekend out there. There's the North Cascades National Park definitely takes a little bit more planning. It's quite a trek to get out there, but it is just 
an unbelievable national park with limitless opportunities to be able to enjoy alpine environments with a fraction of the crowds as a place like the the enchantments. There is plenty of places to get out. You don't have to visit the one Instagrammable spot that you saw. Luke Whalen is a freelance writer in Seattle. Find this story in the Seattle Times. Really appreciate it, Luke. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now this year. If you want to make sure we're around for years to come, support us at the link in the show notes. Today's episode was produced by Vaughn Jones. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, and Jenny Cecil Moore. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow.